Welcome everybody to the RNR Catcast, a fan-based podcast focusing on Montana State athletes. We're two dudes named Ryan from the state of Washington talking about our dear Montana State. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back, Bobcat fans. Thanks for joining us on an instant reaction show. We're going to cover Montana State beatdown of Northern Arizona. What was the score, Thorny? 45-21. 45-21. There it is. Yes, I was going to say 48-21, and it escaped me right there. We're going to go around the big sky, talk about what's going on so far. We're recording this right after the game. It's fresh. This is an instant it reaction is instant. show. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, let's get right into the big sky. Okay, well, currently ongoing game over in Genie, Eastern Washington 48, Cal Poly 11. That game was 45 to 9 at halftime. It's 48 to 11 now. So Cal Poly got, I see two different twos on here. Does that mean Cal Poly got two safeties against Eastern two different times? I they got think safety? so. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> Eastern's outscoring Cal Poly 3 to 2 <laughs> early in the or partway through the third quarter. That's a weird one. But yeah, Eastern taking care of business. Looks like they're running on him. His Vispers only has 157 yards passing. Does have two touchdowns. But yeah, they're probably running all over Cal Poly. It is a terrible like day over here in Spokane. Yeah, this is saw that. windy and rainy. You wouldn't want to be throwing the ball around here today. All right. Okay. Now let's see what else happened today. Uh, Weber State, Idaho State just started. That's 0-0. Do note that uh, I predicted Idaho State to win that game. Oh, yeah. So, Idaho, uh, the Vandals struggled down in northern Colorado in Greeley, like everybody seems to. Uh, they had a pick six late to make this a little bit more comfy, but they won 27-13 over the Bears. The Bears remain winless on the season, and... Idaho has a seven and two record, five and one in the Big Sky, same as your Montana State Bobcats. Yeah, that was almost a letdown game for Idaho after two straight home games with the bye week sandwich in between them. Two big opponents going on the road to Greeley, ten to seven at halftime, and Northern Colorado decided to kick a field goal when they were on the three yard line instead of going forward on fourth, and then they were driving down with two minutes, 44 seconds left and threw a pick six when it was 20 to 13. So it was a relatively close game. Idaho really struggled in this game, but they got the win. It's all that really matters. All right. Well, let's talk about the Montana State win. That secures our playoff berth. 45-21 over in Bozeman. It looked kind of like a dreary all day. We seem to get at least one or two of these a year where it's just kind of blah weather. At least it wasn't cold. It looked fine on TV. I don't know what it was like yeah. there, but it looked good. Looked warm. Yeah. All right. Considering it's November. <laughs> yeah. Big man month. Good point. Big man month. Let's get into the good. We do the good, the the okay, and the bad. Start off with the good. All right. First thing I got in my good category is we ran the football. We ran the damn ball. Yeah. Got over 300 in this one. Quite handily, 343. Uh, ESPN doesn't have the yards per carry up, but yeah, 47 carries for 343 yards, five touchdowns on the ground. That sounds more like a Bobcat blowout that I'm used to seeing. That's a recipe, man. Why deviate from it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Why deviate from it? 
But yeah, that's my first good. We ran the ball. We stuck to it 47 times on the ground. We didn't even run 47 plays, period, at, at Idaho. Don't remind me. No, we ran exactly 47 plays. I think that's what it was. Yeah. We ran exactly 47 against Idaho. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Exactly 47. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Tommy Malott. He had a 100-100 day. He had 107 on the on the ground with 10 carries, one touchdown, and 126 through the air. I thought he had a pretty crisp um, days of Bobcat. It seems like Montana State's featuring more of Tommy Malott. Sean Chambers seems to be more of a backup role right now, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. That might be something to put in the okay category, but Tommy looked good. Yeah, Tommy looked good for sure. I think I'm kind of coming around. I'm starting to believe in his passing ability. It's looking pretty crisp. He's really good at those short intermediate routes. Um, third quarter, though, second half kind of forced some things. So he hasn't thrown an interception yet, but it's not really for lack of trying. He's had some that probably should have been picked. But overall, man, he had, he had a really good day. I put him in the good category. He's making really good reads on the RPO, when to hand it and when to keep it. That's why he had 10 carries for 170 yards because he was able to pull it when the entire defense had bit on the on the run. That's an improvement from last week. Big, that big was one of the things I was like looking for to see Tommy make better decisions in the RPO. But Julius Davis had himself a good day. He didn't go over 100. He only had 79 yards, two touchdowns. I don't understand why we don't hand him the ball 30 times, to be honest with you. He seems like a guy who just gets stronger. Yeah. I, I know we want to feature some other backs, but I continue to ask myself, why are we going away from him? Yeah, he's an animal. <laughs> I think he got like spit in the face or something like that this game, and he was just flat out just mad like the whole game. <laughs> they panned to him on the sideline. His cheeks are puffing and just rage in his face. Post game too. Like they had like five guys like sheltering him. Like, no, man, you just looking for a fight. So, and there was, there was a little scuffle. Yeah. There, and it was all because of that. So, <laughs> is that what it was from? Ah, I was trying to figure out what that was from. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, what else do we have in our good? Uh, defense. I think the defense had a big step forward from last week. I thought they played pretty well. They got bailed out on an inadvertent whistle, which had no explanation from anybody. But you heard it clear as day on TV. Somebody blew the whistle for some reason. And in football, that's the play's over, period. So some ref probably sitting there, probably not wanting to give an explanation on what happened. Like, oh, sorry, yeah, I blew the whistle. <laughs> I did that in high school refereeing one time. Uh, cost a kid a touchdown run. It's pretty bad. <laughs> so I'm familiar with that game, but it was really weird. I had no idea why it happened, but defense got bailed out. Otherwise, that was a huge long touchdown run for NAU. Otherwise, defense played pretty well. Well, it could have been like, uh, you know, if there was no, uh, if there was no whistle, who knows what happens at the end of that play? A lot of players quit because they they heard the whistle. So, yeah, I thought yeah. defense second half looked good. I, I'll do a qualifier. I'm I'm I, I'm going to hold some thoughts on defense. How about that? Okay, well, I thought the, I thought the tackling was better. The aggressiveness was better. It started a little slow. It started a little similar to what we saw at Idaho. NAU, we forced three and out. was great. But then we had them, Idaho, or gosh, NAU had a 13 play, 75 yards, seven minute and nine second, something or other drive for a touchdown. And I was like, is that all we're, Is that all we can do now? 
let's just give up seven minute plus touchdown drives. <laughs> it felt like that. Felt yeah. like it. I was like, here we go again. But they locked up, especially in the second half. So okay. good defense. Love the Blake Stillwell interception that came at a key time during the game. It's not like this game ever felt in jeopardy, but that kind of put the clamps on the game and that like really gave us the momentum in the second half. Yeah. It's good to see us get back in the turnover side of things. And well, Casey Gotsman coming in, hitting stroking that forty two yard field goal. That felt good. Oh man. When they announced that he was a starting kicker, like in the stadium, apparently everyone cheered. That just makes me feel bad, but good for yeah. him. Good for him coming in and nailing a field goal. That's what we, that's what we asked for, and he did it. Forty-two yard yeah. field goal, perfect. I, I totally agree with you on that sentiment right there. But yes, that that felt like a weight off their shoulders, and uh, he just looks smooth. And I've been saying that for a while on this pod. Like his kicking motion just looks pretty smooth, and on the PATs he was grooving them down the middle as well. So I have a lot of faith in him. When they pan to his face. I was thinking about your comment last week. You're like, oh, man, remember Brendan just looked scared? Casey didn't. He's just like, all right, here we go. Just stroked it right down no, the middle. It's not a game-winning deciding field goal either. <laughs> no, but, but it is kind of still, like, hey, they, you know, I'm the guy now. Here we go. Yep, game it's time. A, 40, it's a big one. Like a 42. 42-yarder 42 for his first kick right there. That That's a nice job, Casey Kotsman, out of Butte. The other thing I'd put in the good is you know, I'm pretty sure this sealed up our playoff berth, and that's good. And um, no matter what happens, I you know Montana State, I think is going to the playoffs. That's seven Division One victories and uh, two games left. So there we go. Yeah, you Cats would think going so. back to the playoffs. If we lose two yeah. in a row. We'll have lost three out of four. I, th- I still think we get in, but ugh. Well, you would have to look at who you lost to though at the very end. Yeah, the eastern loss Idaho. eastern loss at home would be the the bad one. Yeah, and a Grizz loss, you know. So no, the Cats are going to the playoffs, guys. Hundred yep. percent. I, I think so. Yeah. So that, that's nice. It's a nice feeling to get seven wins with two games left. Anything else in the good for you? Gosh, I'm sure there is, but we're doing this like so instant, like the game just ended. So that's all I got off the top of my head. All righty. Uh, I did think that one on the fly for the okay, and this is where I'm going to talk a little bit about the defense. I think our base defense is kind of predictable. We're missing uh, Danny Yu, and that's something that feels obvious. Not understated, but obvious. Drew Polidor was not in this game, um, struggling with his hand, apparently. Those are two guys that really stirred the drink for us in the back end. And we're missing speed at linebacker. So I'm not sure if our defense just, if Coach Garza says, okay, so we can't do as much, so we're just going to play more base. It kind of feels like that because it feels like we're a little bit predictable. I would like us to be a little bit more attacking. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think our base defense is definitely the cause of some of the problems. And maybe that's because the D-line's not getting home. Like who knows why? But for whatever reason, it's not really working out. So definitely an okay. Okay. All right. And before we move on to the bad, I, I was looking at the box score real quick and something popped in my head for the good. 14 first quarter points. It seems like our first quarters have been pretty slow out the gate. We've been talking about the Bobcats can't keep coming out slow. We didn't. Scored on our first drive and I believe our second drive. I think we scored on the first two drives, scored 14 points right off the bat. So that was 
definitely in the good. Getting off to a fast start, good start on offense was key. No doubt. And we not we had a nice third quarter too. Ten points in the third quarter. I was happy about that. Sometimes sometimes the the third quarter can be a goose egg for us, but we didn't get yeah. shut out. And not quite in the bad category, but giving up fourteen points in the fourth quarter, not great. That last no, touchdown was, was mostly, kind of a blah, but it was mostly like a, the one that we did. So the first touchdown was aided by not only a kick penalty, so a kickoff penalty where Tavian Williams got called on a really questionable. Pretty ticky-tacky. Quote, quote. Yeah, blocking the back. So that put them on like the 40. Then what happened after that? I can't remember. There was, I, I honestly don't remember. I think it ended yeah. with Daniel Britt touchdown of some kind. Daniel Britt. Come <laughs> on. Jeez. The ex-Grizz. I know. I know. Like, right when I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to cover. Because we were opened up that 26 and a half point favorites. <laughs> uh, they throw that uh, touchdown. And I was like, of course they do. That's a bad beat. That's going to be on ESPN. Yeah, it right very there. well could be. It very well could be. Ah, uh, that was, yeah, that was annoying. That was annoying just for for all cases. I, I hate ending a Dominic victory on a crappy touchdown like that. It just gives you like, yeah, come on. I mean, we needed two yards on the last play. We fourth and two, and they stuffed us. So I was like, dang it, because we would have had one more play with victory formation, and then they go toss that sucks so anyways that's bad for me uh, another one is we had nine penalties 87 yards and Thorny, i never compl- i hardly ever complained about officiating but i think this officiating crew just does not like being in bozeman for some reason because they really get us every time and you're gonna say but they had this inadvertent whistle that saved us a touchdown you're right you're right but nau only had two penalties two two montana state nine well, that's weird yeah, but we were, I mean, the replay on most of those looked valid on a lot of them. Like we had guys blocking five, six yards down the field on a pass play, like an offensive lineman running downfield, blocking to the second level. You can't do that. I think the RPO thing is kind of confusing some of the linemen. They're blocking like it's going to be a run, but Tommy pulled the ball and throws the pass, and then all of a sudden you got an ineligible man downfield. Or the the touchdown to Pickering, he was covered up. Like those are just stupid penalties. That shouldn't be happening this late in the year. So if he's covered up, that makes him ineligible? Correct. Okay. He can block. He can run downfield. He just can't catch a pass. Okay. So, yeah. What if he reports eligible? Uh, You can't be covered up, period. So if somebody comes over there and that negates your eligibility? Yeah, if you have a... if, If he's on the line and there's another wide receiver out wide and he's also on the line... He's covering you up, and you're ineligible to catch a pass. Okay. And I didn't see who it was, but somebody was out there lined up on the line of scrimmage, so that's why the, that's why the play didn't count. Those are just inex, inexcusable penalties for, you know, that eighth game of the season, ninth game of the season, ninth game. Quite a few personal fouls. Maybe three. I didn't catch them all. Which were, what were the three? Oh gosh! We had the um, blocking the a oh yeah, Ork got called for hit on a defenseless blocker, which was also a pretty weak call. Yeah, his head was around the front side. That was a clean hit. Yeah, he turned up field. 
So he got hit in the shoulder. If you get hit, like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Powdrell got called for a late hit on a kickoff, and that was, like, yeah. None of them were egregious. Like, they all looked like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure why you're calling them. They're all so just weak, I guess. Yeah. But whatever. Whatever. Hey, man. Nine penalties Your Montana is bad. State Bobcats, though, like, rebounded, had a dominant victory against a pesky NAU team. And you can argue uh, we laid it to them, to a team that beat the Grizz in the eyes of the playoff committee. Who knows how that looks? It's just got to favor us. So a lot still out there in the last two games of the Big Sky Conference season. Got to play in uh, Eastern next week at home. When's the last time Eastern's been to Bozeman? That's something I'll have to look up before we talk on Monday. It feels like maybe like 2017, 2018. I think it's 2018, the year we started the podcast. We we Our first game was recapping Portland State. And I think the next game was Eastern at home. Huh. But That's criminal if they haven't been to Bozeman since 2018. Because I know I feel like we've played them three times in in Cheney since. Yeah, so we might have played him in Bozeman since then. But about back to NAU, NAU was kind of a weird team, man. They had their record against ranked 25, top top 25 ranked teams was, uh, I guess, Eastern, I guess UND was ranked probably. So they're two and two against top 25 teams. They beat the mm. Grizz and they beat UC Davis, who's no longer ranked. And they lost one at SAC and they lost a 15 at North Dakota. Yeah. And we, we, maybe Weber was still ranked when they beat them. I don't know, but <laughs> I hope not. But they, they seem to play their best football when the competition's the best. So we put them down pretty easily. That's that's a good feeling. I'm surprised Chris Ball didn't have a heart attack on the on the sideline, man. Well, they yeah they called the inadvertent whistle, and then that series ended with a fourth down call where the spot I questionable. Couldn't t- I couldn't tell on TV. It looked like he may have gotten to the first down, yeah. but where they marked it was clearly short. They did not need yeah. to measure. Like he needed to get to the hash mark, and he was like, they marked to put the ball right in the middle, so it was a good six inches <laughs> off. I was like, oh man, Chris Ball is gonna lose his damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a touchdown, basically wiped off the board, and then a questionable fourth down spot that ends the drive for him, turns the ball mm-hmm. over. Kept his cool. I think he may have broke a headset. I think, I think yeah. I think in all fairness, I've, di- I've been there, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> It happens. It happens. Yeah. So, man, a lot to talk about on Monday. Yep. I kind of want to, I'm going to save this conversation Monday. I want to talk about how we're uh, utilizing both quarterbacks. Yeah. The, chili, the chili mix was, is getting Thinner. off from where I would maybe have it. Yeah. So we'll talk about that on Monday. Or Sounds... maybe they're just saving it. Maybe. Chili <laughs> tastes best when they simmer for a long time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Can't keep stirring them both. Got to let one simmer, you know? <laughs> well, parting thought, I got to watch the Lady Cats tonight, today. I don't know if it's televised. I don't think it is, but they're playing Carroll College. I got to bet. Uh, that's right. I'm bet. bet. What mm-hmm. time's that game? That's a good question. I should look that up. I know it's tonight okay. or this evening. So. All righty. We'll keep an eye on that. And uh, anything else you want to say on this one? It's good to be back in the win yeah. category. It's good to be back in Bozeman, man. You just you just cherish those home games. And I think Montana State has 25 wins in a row. 
now at home. Something like that. 24. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's amazing. Big game next week going to uh, Eastern Washington coming to yep. to Bozeman and hope we can lick it to or put a licking on those. Lick it to them. <laughs> lick it to them. Yeah. Like a stamp. <laughs> All right. It's time to get out of here. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it does feel good to get back in the win column. Cleansing, cleansing win after that loss. Get that taste out of your mouth. So here we go. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can always find us on Twitter, our, our CatCast. And uh, that's all I'll say on this one, on this little simple instant reaction show. Fully, let's get out of here, man. Let's go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats. <laughs>